On today's episode of the Radiflex podcast, we have guest Matthew Nippon. He's the co-founder and CEO of Charge Running. Charge connects you with runners from all over the world, while also providing you with a live certified running coach to help you run smarter, faster, and give you that extra push. Charge Running is the most motivating, encouraging, and social way to run. Learn more about them at chargerunning.com. Matthew Nippon on the Rider Flex podcast today. How you doing, Matthew? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. What, what's the weather doing in Chicago? Uh, actually, this is the warmest weather we've had in several months. So we've had a, a good, yesterday was great, and it sounds like it's going to be great for the next couple of days. So this week, is supposed, this week is supposed to be nice in Colorado too. So yeah, same here. And it was nice this weekend. Did you guys have a nice weather weekend? Cause we, we did, especially yesterday. It was beautiful. We got 60 degrees for the first time since, you know, last year. <laughs> uh, same, same here. And uh, I was outside messing around in the, in the garage and the yard starting to get, starting to get stuff ready. We still got a ways though. It's, it's still going to snow on us here several times. Probably you guys too, huh? Yeah, it might. We're hoping not. <laughs> <laughs> the groundhog didn't see a shadow, right? We should be almost done with this. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? I didn't even know that was over. Is that already over? So. Yeah, oh, okay. that was in February. So. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> hey, before we get into charge running, if you don't mind, uh, you know, just g give the listeners some information about yourself you know personal um yeah. where you grew up where you grew up maybe some family stuff and then kind of where you, you know why you decided to go to the Il illinois institute of technology stuff like that just kind of give them an overview yeah absolutely so i started out um i've been born and raised in the south suburbs of chicago okay my dad has always been an entrepreneur whether it was owning um some fast food restaurants to a plumbing company um to now his, he owns a several tropical smoothie cafes in the area. What? Um, That's pretty cool. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. So you, so you had the entrepreneurial bug way back. You got it from your way dad. You, yep. Okay. Yeah. Did you work in these, did you so, work in some of these places? I didn't. Um, I kind of always wanted to, to set right. my own okay. path type of thing, right. but I'm tech support for all of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Now, were you a Cubs fan or, or how, how does that work? White Sox. Oh, White yeah. Sox based on, is that, is there like a line based on where you live? Yes, if you're, if you're in the South side, you should be a Sox fan. If you're above, you're in North side's the, the Cubs. Okay. All right. You live there your whole life, still live there? Yep. Okay, cool. Brothers, brothers, sisters? Two sisters. Uh, one is actually a co-founder in Charge Running. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Very good. Yeah. What's her name? Julie. Julie. So I saw Julie on the website. So Julie's your sister. Okay. Very good. Is, yeah. Yeah. We'll get more into that when we get to charge. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so I always wanted to, you know, had that entrepreneurial bug, whether I, I knew it or not mm -hmm. at, at some point and um, had a love for computers since I was, I don't know, two or three. I was, um, my dad has little things of me, you know, typing the command prompt back in the day to launch up a, you know, a video game or, uh, that's cool. I remember building my first computer and having someone help me when I was like 10 and just knowing all the parts and how they work was always fascinating to me. Um, I built websites when I was really, really young too. Wow. And, um, all right. so I knew I had to, I always like knew I it was going to do something in the computer field and, uh, went to IIT for computer engineering, which was my original plan and was 
loving, I could not get enough of my computer science classes and uh, not so much enjoying the engineering classes. So I, I decided to, to make a switch and went full in on uh, computer science. At that same time, um, I needed to make the decision of what, what laptop I'm going to get as a college kid. And I was dead set. I was a hardcore, um, you know, anti-Apple person. Actually. Really? Really? How come? And, uh, yeah. And then um, it was right as Windows Vista was coming out and the HPs had all the spamware, which was considered the best laptop at the time. And okay. I tried one and it was awful. Um, and at that same time, an Apple store opened up at um, my local mall. So I went in and I fell in love with the computer, not the price, you know, being a college kid, but um, I said, Hey, you know, what, what if I got a job here? And I was hired actually, like, as soon as I graduated high school, my first day, um, you know, it was one of the iPhone launches and I'm seeing cool. how the iPhone is, is doing with some of these things and the, the line, the demand and saying, wow, this is, this is just going to be the future. And I, I ended up kind of making a risky bet of just saying, I know this is where it's going to be and this is where I want my major to be. So I started pouring all of my focus into learning everything I could about specifically iPhone development. And okay. if the, the phone would have flopped, I would have been really, really behind and had a lot of other issues. Luckily, I was, uh, you know, the iPhone turned out to be a pretty significant piece of hardware. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I... Um, I got a, a job at a development shop while still going to school full time. I learned a ton. Um, okay. Getting to just work on many different apps at many different time at, at at the same time and working with people who had an extensive knowledge of Objective C at the time. They were making Mac apps and they were hired away for iPhone development. So I was able to just learn so much in six months to a year that. Um, you know, I was getting asked all the time for side projects and the going rate for an iPhone developer with one year experience at that time was just outrageous because everyone wanted so much of experience in a platform that just didn't exist yet. So gotcha. within a few years, I, I got a, a pretty nice contracting gig and they would let me go through and finish school. Just say, hey, work your classes in the evenings. But I was, I was doing 15 credit hours and a full-time job um, throughout my last year and a half of school. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah. That's a heavy load. That's a heavy load right there. Especially if you're trying to kind of maybe drink beer and chase girls a little bit too. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's busy. So, um, as I, I went and worked for a contractor, they were about to uh, pull me full time. And, uh, someone I met casually at a developer's conference and says, Hey, if I, I match your, your salary, will you come work for me instead and come work for a startup? Wow. And this is my first entrance in the tech startup. And he goes, I promise it's not going to be the easy cushion job where you can take things easy. You're going to work a lot harder for the same amount of money, <laughs> but you're also going to learn way more and get involved. So I, I took the jump. I did it. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, I fell in love with, you know, the startup scene. Right. In, in Chicago. And gotcha. What was the name of the company? Uh, Deck five software. Deck five software. Okay. Yeah. All right. And was, and it was more money or less than where you were at? Or it was, did... it was the same of where I was going to go. Okay. So, okay. All right. Um, but what, I got to build a team. I was employee number one. Oh, oh, I was just about to ask you what employee number were you? Okay. Wow. <laughs> yes. First employee. All right. First employee and in charge of 
building a team, working with, you know, interviewing a designer, uh, multiple developers and, and growing it. We built a really a, a great app for uh, teaching people stock and options trading and um, how to handle that. So I got to learn a ton in the financial sector and as well. And now I, how, I old were you? How, how old were you? Um, 22, 23, 22 years old. You're interviewing people. You barely know what you're doing there. Right? You're like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but you seem cool and smart. You're hired. Uh, wow. All right. Wow. All right. Very good. Now, did you get, did you get equity? Did you get a stake in the company or no? I did. Yeah. Uh, there was, there were stock options in the company, which was great. Ultimately the company wasn't successful. Uh, I still look back now 10 years later and I have no idea with me being the one that did quite a few of the interviews along with, uh, you know, one of the co-founders, we built one of the best technical teams I've ever had the option to really, to work with. Uh, cool. we had a great technical co-founder. We built, we got two developers who weren't, they were definitely more junior, but they were so eager to learn their skill set just grew astronomical. And by the end they were, they were teaching me things. Um, really? so it was, it was phenomenal. And I still keep in touch thoroughly with many of the people I met just at that startup. Very good. And you probably learned a crap ton about just all kinds of startup, you know, all those experiences, right? I mean, just being Everything. part of a startup. Um, yeah, great experience for you, even though the company didn't make it. I mean, great experience. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was great learning, not just, you know, the technical side, but hey, how does the business side work? And ultimately, exactly. we, yep. we failed. Exactly. We didn't have anyone like handling products. So I got involved too little too late. But what does it mean to be a product manager and engineer and how does, how does that affect things as well? Um, mm -hmm. So it was a, a phenomenal experience. Um, and since then I've done multiple other startups as well as contracting for big companies as well. I've worked for um, DirecTV and AT&T uh, for several years doing mobile development, um, a couple healthcare companies as far as the big companies. And I started a gaming company at some I point. Saw, made I, saw, I saw that. How'd that go? <laughs> Uh, it was, it was interesting. I have some of them on my wall, as you can see behind it. We, um, it was great. Everything has been a, a phenomenal learning experience in all different levels between fundraising and having a co-founder, some that you know well and some that you don't. Um, ultimately, what I learned, though, between every startup that I was a part of or friends that were a part of, what I noticed constantly was we had a great amount of technical talent and they could build almost anything they set their minds to, if not anything they set their minds to where it all, it consistently failed. What in my opinion was the, the business product and, you know, sales side of it. Mm. So when I started charge, I basically set the rule of I'm going to be the only technical person, the only technical founder. And I'm going to try and say the only developer for as long as humanly possible. And we went the first year and a half where every single line of code was written by me, which was interesting while trying to lead a company and not paid <laughs> and all right. these other things. So, right. And you surrounded yourself with business operators, salespeople, marketing people, whatever the, whatever the other talents were? Everything that I could. Yeah. Yep. So to, Very good. You know, this might be a good transition into charge. So what we set out to do was we looked at all the, the running apps that were on the app store right now. And they all pretty much did the same thing. You press a button, we track how far you go, and it has yep. stats that you can show to Facebook. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's Nike, that's RunKeeper, MapMyRun, Strava, they all, and these are huge, huge companies, but they're all doing the same 
thing. Um, at that same point, I used to run um, quite a bit and my buddy, who ended up being my third co-founder, moved across the country. So we stopped running together and we said, well, how cool would it be if we could run together but remotely? Now, now right there, let me just take a pause. Is yeah. that just you and him figuring out how to stay connected and be friends? Or are you thinking this is a business idea and we're going to build an app? Or, it was a little bit of both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I like when someone comes to me with an idea and I say, hey, could I put something together in a weekend that would solve this problem? Mm, you know, gotcha. and the, okay. the, the hacker mindset. So that's, that's pretty much what we did. We sat out and uh, said, what would this look like? And we built, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I have a screenshot somewhere, but the, the most basic app in the world that you could see of white and black, no pictures, color, and the audio actually happened through a group phone call. Oh, so, really? Really? And yeah. now what, what was your buddy's skill set? What, what was his part of yeah. this whole thing? So Rory, my co-founder, he has a, an intense background in fitness. Uh, he's a, a military guy. He moved out for military obligations and um, is phenomenally talented in fitness. If you had him on the, the video chat right now, he'd have way more muscles uh, than I do. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw him when I was preparing for the interview. I, I, yeah, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, yeah. Super buff guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and a really smart guy. And with his, you know, military experience, basically he's the type of person that anything I throw at him, he can go and handle and execute. So we had to hire a lot of trainers. Um, you know, he would run and maintain all those schedules. We had to do uh, data analysis. He goes, all right, I'll go learn SQL and learn database. Now it's just you, it's just you and him at first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then now, uh, now, how, how are you funding that? Like, how are you, what, are you still working on side projects? Like you're, you're, you're being a contractor on the side yeah. and how, how, how is this, how are you guys surviving cash wise? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at that point, um, when we're, this is just a, a hack, a, a side project, we're doing it while we have our, our full-time jobs. I see. Okay. Um, great. Great. So we, we test this and then we say, let's get 10, 20 people in a same run together and try it. Okay. Uh, with this really, really ugly act. And um, <laughs> I love it. it, it I love it. You're, <laughs> you're, you're working on this stuff nights, nights and weekends, right? This is basically nights yeah. and weekends. It, okay. Great. All right. All right. And uh, so we, we go do this first test and I go, I want to make sure to bring in people that I don't know personally that aren't going to tell me. You of know, course. Yes. <laughs> everyone uh, tells you at, at, at these different startup things, no one wants to tell you your baby's ugly. That's right. So get someone who, who won't mind telling you that right. you know it's uh, ugly. and um so we did this and one person who we didn't know I, I had no connection with uh said now that i know that i can run with this i never want to run without it Ooh, there's a <laughs> right right there right there's a hook right you're like oh man we may have something oh. here yeah. and now did you start was so, it like a little facebook group or how did you get this little following how did you do that yeah we we had a, a, a someone reach out to uh college kids actually oh. and oh. um say hey you guys are runners you know the track and field group we all had people who all right not only great, we want you idea. to try it but find someone else that you know to try it and kind great of idea. get that great idea. Um, just okay. to get a couple of people in it so we decided hey let's let's go in on this let's let's make this a a commitment I had been saving for quite a while, uh, okay. making good money as a contractor, and said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit my job, and I'm gonna build this." And ooh, ooh, where were you a, working? Where were you working? Um, Directv as a contractor, which was bought as by AT and T. 
All right. Now, and you're making pretty decent money, I'm guessing, at the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Living living in Chicago, South Chicago. Living in Chicago, just married, and my wife was pregnant. And I told oh, her. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just, uh, oh, just moved into okay. a new home. How do you feel about me quitting my job? Uh, oh. And uh, <laughs> we set a budget and said, okay, uh, you can do this for six months. We have it where we can live our, our normal lifestyle. Six months was set aside. After should... that, go out and get a job. <laughs> She's pregnant with your first child. Yes. Right. You're, you're like, hey, I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> so and I have to say, my wife was unbelievably supportive. Most people what? would say, are you nuts? <laughs> was um, she working? Was she working? She wasn't. Oh, she wasn't, so. <laughs> so you're like, um, she, she had side gigs and stuff, but not, not to, to pay the bills. Ooh, I was so the, you, so you had a, you guys sat down, you crunched your mat, you crunched your, the math, you looked at your numbers and you said, we got a six month window to make this work. Yep. Yeah. What about and we you? ended what up about... going seven. Um, oh, you actually. ended up going seven. Okay. All right. What so, about your so buddy? We went... how, how'd your buddy, how did he fund it? What'd he do? So he uh, was still and is still actually in the military. Um, so he had okay. his military salary, got permission to do that. And okay. what ultimately ended up happening, we're still in a very rare position. Um, we have 27 people that work uh, for charge right now. What? Capacities. Not a what? single person is full time. Are they 1099? They are. Yeah. So Every, everyone is 1099, including, uh, so the founders, um, myself, Rory, and then right after this started happening, we brought in my sister, Julie, who had a background not only in, in running businesses that uh, she ran the plumbing company that my father, <laughs> ah, gotcha. uh, you know, and did much of that, but her background was in kinesiology and fitness. I see. I see. And so, did you say, did you say, Hey sis, come help me run this. And she's like, well, what does it pay? And you said, well, nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fact, we, we needed to raise some money to do different things because we knew money would be involved. So we raised uh, 50 grand from friends and family. Some I put in, um, each of the co-founders put in money, our parents, a um, couple close family friends okay, raised now, that initial 50K. Let's take a little pause. Now, your friends and family that were close enough to you, they already know you've tried a few other things, right? There was the game company, a few other, yeah. and, they're, and they're like, all right, Matthew's going to, Matt, here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. I'm going to give him $10,000, and this is, I'm never going to see this money. <laughs> right? I mean, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah, so we had to raise this, this money we wanted to target. 50K, and the goal was, hey, not only are none of the co-founders going to take it out, none of it, which most startups, especially tech startups, a majority of their money goes towards developing. Developing, yep, yep, yep. I said, hey, none of this money is going to go towards hiring a developer. We don't, we don't need it for that. And we're not is, taking it for good. salaries. We're not just going to start paying ourselves. Exactly. But we do need to have some trainers. We need to have marketing. We need to have, I'd really like to bring in a designer. I brought in the designer from Deck5 Software um, to hear how small of a world this is. Wow. And um, it, it was just awesome. I mean, a startup has those total ups and downs. And believe me, we've had more than our fair share of it. Um, but we've ultimately decided, hey, we're going to find a way to grow this business while allowing us to, to still have another job and, and allow us to, you know, be able to feed our families because okay so so the most of the part-time 1099 folks that are part of it now they they do other things for a living they have to yeah so um, they have to yep so we have a very interesting equity program and i highly recommend if you've if you're trying to fund a company without funds look into the book slicing pie and i have it right over here on my bookshelf but good tip, uh, good tip. 
Yeah. Mm. If you if you haven't read the book, it's basically, you know, answering the question, you and your buddy form a startup and it's his idea, you do the coding, you decide to flip it, you know, 50-50, but one person does all the all the work. Is that fair? Um, and I, I learned that lesson the hard way in different <laughs> things of is it fair? Um, <laughs> you know, and it, it's not. So how do you find a way to make it fair? And I basically anyone who's come to we're for charge. I handed him a copy of this book and Beautiful. said, you, um, you need to read this before coming on board. The good news is you can read it in like two hours. And the biggest thing it, it accomplished two, well, really three big goals for us as a startup. One, all of the terms and conditions of how this company was going to be operated were decided before anyone came on board. Good. Basically, you know, in, in the early days, if you left the company, you lost all your equity. Yep. Period. Yep. yep. Um, and that had to be decided because I'm working with my, one of my best friends and my sister. And you don't want those to have those hard conversations. There's you another tip. There's, there's another tip for the listeners. So yeah, if you're going to start something, I, I highly encourage you to get a clean operating agreement where all the rules and everything's set in place because shit's going to happen. And when it does, you need to refer to the document. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not emphasize that any more than you possibly did please please do that or again we just yep. ours our operating agreement was one pager saying we're following this book great and yeah very good that was great for us um but it was enough to know that hey what happens if x or y and and it was labeled well enough where we all knew there wasn't debates on those things early on well, I, I love um, it i love it it sounds like you you so you basically got it off the ground First, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you and your buddy got it off the ground by working your full-time jobs at first, doing it part-time. Then you got it going good enough and you had a good enough savings where you said, okay, I'm all in now. Now I got to talk some other people into helping us, but we don't really have the payroll to do that. So let's come up with a creative equity strategy and let them be part-time 1099 so they can still, they can be part of it, but still pay the rent by doing this other thing. I mean, all Love yeah. it. Is that, do I got it so far? Is that a night? Is that yeah, very close? Yeah. We, we started that actually from day one before right. even right. Rory and I wanted to start him and I wanted to be on the same page to make sure that, I you see. know, we had that operating agreement because we were good friends and I, I didn't yes. want any business yes. coming in between that. Um, great. So one is it set that terms up right away Two is it almost accidentally has a built in retention program. Right. And the fact exactly. that you lose your equity, you're, you're gone. And everyone knows that where when the going gets tough and, and I can't stress on how much of a roller coaster any startup is, but definitely ours. Um, you know, when you have those bad days and you just want to say, forget this, knowing that you're walking away from everything really mm -hmm. makes you think twice before you go do that. And we've I had those days where we just go, why, why? And you know, when you take time and, and go back, you know, it, it balances itself out. And when you have those, those highs of being featured on the app store, which you've been fortunate enough to do multiple times and, and see these 20,000 downloads come in a day. And uh, you know, those, those highs and lows balance out. Um, yep, now, yeah, you know, and let's do this. So let's do this. Let's go back. You were, you were about to go into an overview of the app and I kind of spun you <laughs> off into hold, hold on. Tell me how you got there a little bit. So yeah. tell the listeners now, like as of today, let's just give them a, three minute overview of the app and exactly how it works. Three, three, five minutes, just give them yeah, an overview. Absolutely. So um, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like almost every app on the running uh, on the app store does the same thing. You press a button, it tracks how far you go. It's got stats. You get show to Facebook. 
What we wanted to do instead was give people the option to really make their everyday run more exciting. And what we did is instead of opening up that, that Strava map my run, when you open up charge, you say, Hey, there's 20 different live runs happening today. When I say cool. the word live, I really want to hit that like super hard. in the fact that we have a real person wearing headphones with a nice microphone and they're your DJ during that run. So if you decide there's, there's one starting in two minutes, I want to go run the, the 3 PM central run. I'm going to be running with coach Michelle, who's based in California. She's going to be giving me a 30 minute moderate tempo run. She's picked out the exact music that's going to fit perfectly with this type of run. And can you, can, can you, can, can you, can you talk through your mic and go, Hey, I don't like that song. <laughs> uh, so we we tried a bunch of different things and we learned that in the white and black version that having everyone on a microphone was awful you just yeah, probably people panting constantly <laughs> uh, never did quite what we wanted it to do um it's funny so we we did multiple iterations and the 1.0 was was one way audio only where okay. uh the instructor would talk to you they'd give you this coaching advice. Um, we have a really cool level progression system that I'll talk about in a minute. Um, immediately, the number one thing we learned from launching a 1.0 is people want to be able to communicate in this. Yeah. And uh, so what we did was we go, hey, we're going to build in a chat for before and after running. Okay. And it's just a large group chat message. Well, I... One, I thought it would just be used before and after. I could not be more wrong on this. Um, we've had almost uh, 200,000 chat messages sent through this platform before, during, and after the runs. Well, how are they, what, what are they running? <laughs> right? Picture someone how, running. How, how, how are they like? Are they... <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you, I am not a talented <laughs> enough runner to run. And, and remember, the trainer is seeing all of your running stats in real time. So for example, you know, I could be saying, hey, Steve, you're doing great, but I want you to know that Mike is just ahead of you. Can you pass well, them? Can I ask, is the trainer holding, the, is, are they, like, can they how, how are they monitoring that? I don't know, how, that, how does Great that work? Great question. So the trainer has an iPad. The trainer is not running in real time. Oh, I see, okay. So the trainer has uh, an iPad where they are keeping track of all of the runners. I see. And coaching them. They already have the plan picked out and they're running DJ. So if someone really doesn't like the song, we can skip it and they're focused on doing 20 other things at the same time. So they can I see, the I best. see. Yeah, I got it. Now I got it. I, if I'm the runner or the coach, I did the run. I recorded it. Now I'm playing, I'm, I'm going through that run with you, but I'm working the, the iPad and I'm watching everybody. I'm not actually running at that moment. Okay. Got exactly. it. Exactly. I was going to say, I, I, okay. <laughs> how That's, are they reading all these stats? I'm like, how are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but, so they're getting ahead. all of these phenomenal stats and, the, the iPhone is a phenomenal piece of equipment and it has more sensors in it than you, and really all cell phones now that you could possibly imagine. So if you're running outside, I am using your GPS to stream your distance in real time. So how far you've ran, I your see. current pace, your average pace. So I you see. don't need to go buy a $3,000 treadmill to get a Peloton like experience. If you will, you can just go run outside gotcha. at the same point. Most of them now actually have, really advanced pedometers. So we have built-in treadmill support where if you want to go run on your treadmill in your house, we can still get very close to accurate on all of these stats. Wow. And Just the by, the way, by the way, the phone's kind of moving around. 
Exactly. Exactly. So the wow. stats, um, a, another really cool thing is our, our original slogan when we launched was running alone sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people enjoy running, but they, they want to go run those five Ks, 10 Ks. Well, or a marathon, right? But training for a marathon requires over 80 runs most of the time by yourself before you're ready for race day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we wanted to integrate the social component. And the key part that really makes us interesting and different compared to everything out there, including, you know, apps like, um, you know, Nike or all of these is your phone doesn't just show your live stats. When you're in the middle of a run, you're on a leaderboard of everyone else who's running at that exact same time. And so, you can so see your so phone you, is updating every second. Yes. Yeah. You know what place so you're in. I, can, I know exactly. I'm in third place right now, and second is only 0 0.01 miles ahead of me. So I have that motivation of, you know, I can picture, and the trainers do a really great job of this. I want you to look ahead. If you're running a suburb, three houses ahead of you is first place, and you're in fourth. You only need to make that up, you know? So the, tra the trainer's like in your ear, like, Johnny, come on, Johnny, you're almost there. Exactly. Can, can, can Mary, who is ahead of Johnny, can, can Mary hear the trainer telling Johnny try to catch her? Yes. Ooh. And that's what makes it fun. So our, our go-to <laughs> pitch is, you know, hey, if, if Mike's ahead of you, Steve, uh, you have five minutes to try and pass him. Mike, your only job in these five minutes is to not let Steve pass you up. And <laughs> but, but, Mary, but Mary and Johnny can't talk. Mary can't say, Johnny, you're, I'm going to leave you by. She can't. There's no. So they uh, can via the chat. The, the chat, chat is okay, a group right, chat, right, right, and this right, is right. where we'll have – so there's, there's a couple instances where that's an exact time that they're – I'm going to find a way to pull my phone out, and while I'm running an eight-minute pace, <laughs> I, I'm amazed to see some of these chat messages so and good. knowing that they're running it. But um, one good. of the other good. things we do for training is one of the best ways to get faster and more efficient as a runner is to do interval training. Okay. Um, and what this means is someone who, who doesn't know a ton about it, it – which was me basically when why I had Rory and Julie get involved. Um, we basically give a level progression system. So what I'll do is I'll say, Hey, uh, Steve, I want you to run for one minute at our level one pace. What that means is not a certain minutes per mile. It's if a 10 is as fast as you can run, I want you to run at 30 to 40% of your max effort. Okay. So maybe, you know, your fastest speed is X. We're going less than half of that. Then I'm going to have you do a level two, which is 40 to 50% of that effort for 30 seconds. Then I want you to give me an all out sprint as fast as you can possibly do for 15 seconds. After that, we're going to walk it out and just walk for two minutes. So we'll right. do that. And I'll, I'll get a baseline, you know, as a trainer, I'll get a baseline on what you individually can do that specific day. And then I'll call out those numbers. So I'll say, hey, Steve, I, I got you at a, a nine-minute pace at a level one, um, a seven-minute pace at level two. And when I told you to do that all-out sprint, you hit a 546 in that 15 seconds. Mm, mm. So now we're going to do that exact same thing four more times. <sighs> and now I know what you're capable of. <laughs> so, you know, when I tell you to, hey, do your level one, I, you are not allowed to go above that nine-minute line. When I tell you to do that level two, you have to stay as I close see. to seven I as see. possible. And when that level three, when you hit a 550, I want you to see, just beat it by a few seconds. Can you do a 530 or a 540? Mm. Mm. I love it. I think it's, that's great. I, and ahead. then when they're walking it out, that's when they're pulling out their phones and saying, whoa, I that see. one kicked I my see. butt. Or, whoa, Kyle, you did awesome there. Or, Ro, you know, 
And now when they stop running and they're, they're in cool down mode, is that when they're taking photos and uploading or their <laughs> video? Is that when they're doing all that? Yeah. So we, we encourage people, you know, we get a lot of photos before and after the run, but sometimes okay. during, and we uh, have a, ha a channel that's really popular on Instagram. We call it our hashtag sweaty selfies. <laughs> so after you're done doing a run, a lot of times we post these pictures fly through the chat. Um, and then we cool. make, collages and montage out of all these different sweaty selfies that uh, people that's vote. pretty that's pretty cool none of these other running apps that were already out there none of them have implemented any of this stuff i mean how do you how do you protect yourself there do you, is this super secret patented uh <laughs> you know like how, how, yeah go ahead you know where i'm going <laughs> yeah it, you know it turns out when it comes to software it's nearly impossible to do yeah. um and if you look at any great piece of software, look at the big companies, right? Snapchat came out with something really new. Facebook added stories months later. And, yeah, yeah. and we're talking about billion dollar companies where we decided is we want to innovate and grow quickly. And we want to be the best at doing one specific thing. That way, if a company comes along and wants to do it, mm -hmm. hopefully the, the quicker option would be to look into okay. acquiring that company as a, you know, that has, thousands of users ready who have tested it and are in love with it as opposed to trying to build it from their scratch. All the more reason uh, to have an all the more reason to have an equity play for all of those 1099 part-time <laughs> folks that are helping you, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So Very how good. we even to this day going on the the slicing pie is um, we were fortunate enough we raised a round of seed funding. Oh, you did. Uh, how can you can you share can you share how much? Yeah, yeah, we raised uh, to make this interesting, we raised um, a half a million dollars that went to the company. All right. And we raised $125,000 where the uh, investor wanted to own more, but we didn't have the equity that the company wanted to give up. Okay. So what we did was um, allowed certain people who like those friends and family that got involved, mm -hmm. basically the option to cash out and sell their, their equity. I see. Okay. Bought back some equity basically. Yeah. So we had uh, a simple way of doing that. So the people who, you know, we got that, that 10 grand, which was very close to what a lot of people gave. Um, they decided to sell half of theirs. Okay. And I see. they got a great return on their money. Um, where no, you did, it, yeah, good, good. You know, if it bombs from here, they're still going to be net positive. <laughs> and they still have half of their, you know, equity in uh, for when we, as we keep growing. Was that scary when you uh, asked somebody to write a $500,000 check? Was that a little nerve wracking? <laughs> Uh, you know, you would think it would be horrifying and, um, I, for better or worse, have not, don't have a ton of fundraising experience. I got involved with someone doing a contract gig to, to make my full, you know, to make a salary and, um, got involved in a startup. And he, as I was talking more about product and advising him on how he should build his product and here's how the numbers worked and, you know, mm -hmm. different things to think about. He's like, what do you do outside of working for me? <laughs> and I see. Uh, wow. So I built the relationships outside of it. And this, this investor um, basically offered to write a check before we started formal fundraising. How, how about that? Are you still in control at this point of the cap table or what? Oh, yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. Right? We're, we're still definitely in control. Oh, um, okay. And we, okay. we want to keep it that way for a while, but I have a, a phenomenal relationship with that investor too, where we're, um, and that's a, another, if we want to talk about founder advice, um, yes. make yes. sure you have that. Um, learn from other startups, make sure you may not always be able to keep control depending on how fundraising that, that is always something that could fall out of your control as you grow as a company. If we, mm -hmm. you know, 
raise multiple rounds, that could definitely happen in the future. Yep. Um, but what you can control is who you take money from, essentially. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Are you working on a Series A right now or still too early for that? We're getting very close. It's going to happen in the next few months. Okay. Um, yeah. So nothing well, I'm ready to announce today, but it's, uh, we are going to be doing a Series A. I can say that. Okay. Yeah. That's going to take up a lot of your time too. Just more pitching, more pitching, more pitching, right? A ton. And now, building those relationships ahead of time. And um, it's a ton, but keep back to the, the founder's advice. Make sure you know who you're, you're taking money from. Do yeah, research, sure. talk yeah. to other people who they may have taken, yeah. um, given money to, because there's yeah. so many, you know, a lot of people, founders, especially first time ones, just look at it as, oh, the check is that, well, no, there's so much more to it. Can they provide <laughs> value outside of just dollars and cents? Can they introduce you to people? Can they, are they going to be there when you raise a series A? You know, I was super fortunate to have already had a multiple, you know, three plus six month relationship with this person mm -hmm. before, you know, we took That's money and that, that really, really helped us. That helped. Yeah. Not only being careful about who uh, you let invest, but the amount or the number of people, like, cause if, you, if your cap table's got 20 investors on there, I mean, then your, your full-time job is managing all these people rather than running the company. So absolutely, you got to be super careful. How, how many download or how do you measure yourself now today is do you measure yourself by downloads, by, by users, by, you know, talk to me a little bit. So that's a great question. And um, it's a complicated answer. Basically, okay. I would attribute one of the reasons that we've been successful so far as we have been outrageously analytically focused. So we okay. built, in addition to writing the code, we built huge tools that take our uh, stuff and allow us to have really, really good metrics. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Um, we launched on the app store and Apple loved it. Literally the week we launched, they considered us one of the new apps they love. Phenomenal. Uh, we were on the front page of the app store. Our icon, Ooh. as soon as you hit it, Ooh. 20, 20,000 downloads in two to three days. I mean, which nice. is not really what you wanted a 1.0 oh, launch. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's oh, oh I see. Uh, <laughs> in, in certain cases, had we known, we would have been prepared and doing things a little differently. You know, we're, we were releasing early and releasing often. So we gained a huge amount of downloads in our first week. And we had no metrics to go off of what was successful and what wasn't. A huge problem we had was our onboarding was awful. Uh-oh. Um, so for example, if I had to look, if we got a hundred downloads, only like 25% of them would create an account at the time. So they, then, started play, they started playing with it and just stopped. Basically. Yeah, they just opened the app for 30 seconds. Oh, okay. I see. They're, they're gone. Then after they created an account, like only 10% would ever actually try a run with us. Interesting. So Interesting. you lose, I mean, when you figure out you take it, any large number and you cut it by three quarters and then by 90%. And then that's when your product starts. Mm -hmm. <sighs> now is that, drop, is that, is that drop off because it's the same with people signing up for a gym membership and then they never freaking go? <laughs> In some instances, yes. So um, as far as our revenue model, we're pretty simple. We are a subscription-based service. Okay. We charge 15 bucks a month or $10 a month if you buy a year at a time. Is that when people dropped off, they downloaded the app and they saw the charge and then boom, they lost them? So that's what we thought originally, but no, actually. So we, we basically um, enabled it where as soon as you download the app, regardless of us even putting in credit card information, you get to try it for a week. 
Oh, I because see. our goal was to get, it wasn't to make revenue in the first couple months. It was to find out, could this be a business? Do people right. Right. like this enough where they're coming back? And we did have some really cool things. I had uh, one uh, high schooler and he, we, at that time, we weren't hosting 20 runs a day. We were hosting three. Okay. And this kid would join and run two of the three runs every single day. And then the third one, he would join in. It was over summer break. He would join in and just chat and root on the people. I could not hate someone to do what this person was doing. Oh, that's and pretty some, cool. So, yeah, all right. That's kind of really, that's that's like the people watching gamers a little bit, right? Like exactly. there's an audience to what I see. Hmm. Yeah, but they, we had those, um, you know, one of the, the lines of advice I heard when you're really early in starting out, I would rather have three people love 10 out of 10 the product than 100 people who like it mm. if you can find people who are that passionate mm. about something that's mm. a 1.0 meaning it has bugs it's it's definitely not refined you can find more of those people and that's okay. one of the things that really kept us going that early in the process is what version what version on you are you on now um we just launched our charge 3.0 there's been over 37 versions i believe to the app store um yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, iterate, iterate, iterate. Um, how many yeah, our, you? How many users? Or how many? Like you said, I I know it's a confusing answer, but yeah. So uh, some of our our numbers are private, um, but we okay. have gotten over sixty thousand downloads. Sixty thousand downloads. Okay. Very yep. good. And you uh, are you you are revenue revenue's happening, right? We are. Yep. We're bringing in quite a few. Uh, I can't release those exact numbers yet, but, but yes, you are have. you are money is hitting the bank account. Money is hitting the bank account each and every month. We have hundreds of people that are paying for the app. Each are you month. are you paying yourself yet? I am not. You're in still fact, not. Not a dime. Um, well, wait a minute. You started it in 2017. You already passed your six months that you promised your wife. Yes. So I, like I said, we have 25 people working for Charge. Not a single person does this as their only source of income, including yourself, including myself. I see. So that's what you do. Okay. Got yep. it. There's, there's yes. some so, more, there, there's a, there's some more tips, tips for the listeners. Right. So do you encourage that for, for, you know, aspiring founders like, Hey, do what you got to do on the side to, to get it going. Is that your, you know, absolutely. 10 out of 10. Yes. And it, especially early on, you know, I'm at the stage of my life now where I need a higher salary than when I was in college. I have a, a house. I have a wife and two kids that I have to support. Uh, two kids. <laughs> two kids now. Yes. Okay. Uh, two beautiful <laughs> girls. And, um, you know, one, when you have the ability to work, you know, on it where you don't have those demands, go for it. Two, mm -hmm. really, I, with as many founders as I, I've had the opportunity to talk to the most thing, the thing that scares most people is that initial letting people use it. Mm -hmm. And if I could tell you one thing, if there's one piece of advice, it is release way, way, way before you think it's ready. Um, when we launched, you know, I quit my job January 1st, we launched April 3rd on the app store. And I, I said, Hey, I'm building this in three months because we need three months to grow and learn from our users. Um, I probably waited too long and I could tell you, I had our next 10 features lined up and to date, I think we ignored eight out of the 10 of them because we learned and one that wasn't on our radar, which was a chat system. No one ever thought we'd need to chat during a run was our 1.1. Our very next feature that we shipped was not even in our top 10. 
And that's just an example. Every single time you release something, you're going to have no idea as much as you know, even if you are that target demographic, you have no idea what your users want until you put it out there. And in, in our case, we didn't even ask. They started reaching out to us. Um, I need some way to chat people. I need this. You know, they, they came to us giving us a feature roadmap. Um, we still keep track of um, every single user who reaches out to us and tells us, hey, I oh, want very good. this. It's all kept in one page where every single person who's in the company can go and read what are our users thinking. Um, right above that section, and I shouldn't say above, but in equal, um, any trainer can submit ideas into what they think the app should have next. And we try and correlate those two and say, hey, does your feature solve this problem? And um, it really, it really helps. There's a couple of things you said there that I think are great for the listeners. You, you know, you're, you're, you're saying, hey, pivot when you need to pivot and be ready to, and it's just going to be part of it. And you also said, listen to the customer. Listen to the, don't, don't try to, yeah. you know, put this black and white. Okay. I got this thing exactly like I want it. And this is how it's going to be. No, 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 no. You, you put it out there when it maybe isn't even hundred percent ready, get feedback, make adjustments, pivot as you need to love all of that. 100%. Love um, all of I, that. Go I want to build off that really quick too. A lot of times people are worried about releasing often and saying, well, I, I know I won't have to pivot. Um, in our case, yeah. in some aspects, we, <laughs> One, that's almost never the case, but it's, yeah. it's <laughs> um, a lot of people think of pivots as this major, right. huge, huge change, right? right? Of thinking right. like, hey, I'm going to go from a running app to a biking app, which is right. one of the things that were talked about in the early days, right? But it's many times, it's, it's small way stuff. different than that, yeah. right? Hey, I agree. maybe instead of being a paid, you know, a subscription base, we're going to charge per class, right? Well, that's one of those things. It's a hundred times easier and this is literally 100x to solve those problems before you've written the code compared to after. <laughs> so release with, without making any money. Facebook did it. They turned out okay, right? <laughs> exactly, um, right? Exactly. You know, um, now, now, the other thing you're doing that's super inspirational, and I know you've touched on it, but I just want to really emphasize it for a minute. Wife, two kids, plus you're working a full-time job to try to make some income or even part-time on the side. Plus, you're running your own business as, by the way, a co-founder and CEO. There's not a lot of free time in your house, my friend. <laughs> there's not. There's not. And it doesn't help that, you know, I have a ton of hobbies and they've all taken a backseat. I'm a water skier. I've uh, water ski since I was a kid and my backyard has a, a water skiing lake. It's a glorified pond. But um, oh, cool, cool. I have been the state champion for our slalom water skiing for the past three years in Illinois. So uh, what? Yeah. What? Oh, oh, uh, by the way, I happen to do this on the side. Well, <laughs> Holy cow. What I'm trying to say is time management is one outrageously important Two, you still need to have time for health and things like that. Uh, I found a hobby that I love where I can go from on the water to back in within 30 minutes. Mm. Um, you know, so that's my, my lunch break is I can eat who's, for 30 minutes and, and water ski. Who's driving the boat for you? Um, so I'm in a, a subdivision where there's 38 houses on the lake and okay. we send a text message every day. When are we skiing? And two or three people respond and we, we switch off. I think I hear a water skiing app kind of neighborhood thing coming. <laughs> now I'm just joking you, but wow. Okay. By the way, you forgot to, speaking of little side uh, uh, hobbies, you forgot to mention that you were a magician or you probably still are a magician. <laughs> I saw yeah. that on your LinkedIn profile. By the way, one of the things I love about your LinkedIn profile is you go all the way back. Like you're, you're not scared. 
you're not scared scared about like no 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 here's all the little jobs i had texas oh, yeah. roadhouse and all this i was stuff. a busboy at texas roadhouse my first real job that's on the linkedin resume <laughs> i i love that there's actually a notification on my own resume that i was a dishwasher at kentucky fried chicken uh oh, there you go. So i totally i totally love that i love that about you by the way Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there a YouTube video of you proposing to your wife by doing this little magician trick somewhere online? Because I think I, I think I came across it. That, that'd be me. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I met my wife via a magic trick. And that's a, a long story that I don't have time for today. And so she, <laughs> she loved it. And um, I said, all right, well, the proposal has to be something that's just as ah. big. So I came up with 30 different things. I had this intense cups and balls. I ended up going with a very, very simple trick so I could focus on what was important. Um, brought both of our families together, got the dad's permission ahead of time. The video is great if you type oh, in I've my seen, name and yep, wedding, yep, it'll be on yep, YouTube. Yep, yep. Just type in Matthew Nippon. It's going to pull right up. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's very cool. No, very cool. And your wife's obviously been super supportive or you wouldn't have made it this far, right? Unbelievably so. Yes. I that, hear that, one of my little ones screaming downstairs as we're doing this. <laughs> I, I know we're, I know we're almost out of time. So so for anybody that wants to down, I got a couple more, just a couple more questions, but before I forget, so for anybody that wants to download the app, it, do they just go to the app store, just type yeah. in charge, charge running? The best or? way is chargerunning.com. And in okay. fact, we're going to do chargerunning.com slash rider flex. And we are going to give a discount to anyone who heard of us uh, via this podcast. Or, Sweet. Uh, so chargerunning.com slash riderflex, and you'll be able to sign up, create an account right from there. Try it completely free for a week. No questions asked. If it's not the most fun and inspirational run you have had um, ever, then, you know, it Love won't it. be. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I think that's so awesome. I, I have always been a runner myself <clears throat> until a recent injury this last six months, and I always ran on the treadmill. Uh, especially in the winter time, and that's super ass boring, right? And yeah. to have an app like this, especially that little competitive voice in your 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 you know your headphones, you know, telling you, "Hey, Mary's like right behind you." I love that. I think that's great. Um, oh, so, you. I did download the app and and all that stuff this morning. I'm anxious to try it as well. Um, so, c congratulations on everything you've built so far. Um, I really, so I really admire the tenacity of working on the side, trying to run a company, trying to have time for my family, uh, trying try, try to water ski when I, have a, when I can breathe a little bit. Oh, and by the way, when, you, when, when I say running the company, managing like 20-something part-time 1099 people, oh, that's not easy. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, I mean, you obviously are a highly organized guy or you wouldn't be pulling all that pulling that, <laughs> pulling that off. Um, uh, and depends in, in certain aspects, yes, and others. Uh, you know, <laughs> by the not. way, I know, speaking of the YouTube video now you had hair then, did you lose all the hair when, when you started? I did. I did. I noticed we both have the, the no yes. hair beard. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Black shirt off. <laughs> We're totally matching. For today. Uh, well, yeah. You, I just uh, decided to embrace it. You know, one less thing to take care of in the morning is, you know, <laughs> isn't it, isn't it? It's, it's great. Isn't it? I love it for all you guys out there that are trying to like, you know, spread your little hair around, like just go ahead and shave it off. It's so much easier. One, one last question real quick before we go. I know we're almost, I could talk to you about that app for another hour, by the way, super <laughs> cool stuff. Um, if you had to put Matthew's core purpose into a sentence, you know, your core purpose in life. Um, and let's say that um, 
you know, I pushed you to go a little bit beyond taking care of your two beautiful daughters and your wife, which it's kind of the just that I'm assuming that's your primary core purpose. But if you pushed it a little bit beyond that, how would you describe Matthew's core purpose? Yeah, Whew. that's a that's a big question. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the 30 second tangent um, where we started where I wasn't this big Apple fanboy. Uh, if you know me now, I became a huge, huge Apple fanboy. Um, I'm talking mm -hmm. to you on a MacBook with an iPad, iPhone. Apple TV, I own AirPod. I mean, every Apple product um, I've become obsessed with. Uh, I became a big, uh, Steve Jobs was a good role model as far as business and many things he did in life. Um, one of the things that just really always struck me and, and sticks with me to this day is, you know, I, I wanna make a change. I wanna, I, my favorite quote from him by far is, I wanna, I wanna put a dent in the universe. Ooh, yeah, it's a good one. You know, it, it sticks there, you know, what, I really think with charge, we have the ability and, and we've seen it. We, we see it every day. If um, you download the app, check out our, our charge running club on Facebook. We have hundreds of people that uh, really make it a community and we are available on iPhone and Android. I have to remember oh, to say that, but great. Um, you know, seeing how many people are just um, becoming more fit, more active, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're finding mm -hmm. a making fitness fun is not an easy task. And um, talking to every single, the hundreds of runners I've talked to, it, it's unanimous that the hardest part about running by far is lacing up the shoes and taking the first five steps. So true. Right? So anything we could do to make that better, if, if we can grow, continue to grow the company, we can have a profound change on yep. the country and the world. That, that's beautifully. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You said, I want to make a dent. If you can build a company that actually pays people, your employees, and makes a, a difference in their lives, your own life for you and your own family, and it makes a bunch of people healthy and lets them have fun by talking to all their buddies while they run. I mean, that's pretty good, bro. I yeah. like it. <laughs> I can't ask for better. That's pretty good. I like it. Matthew, thank you so much for being on the Rider Flex podcast. Really inspirational story. Thanks for sharing all of that with the listeners. Um, I'm going to hit stop on the recording, but just hang on just a second before you hang up. Okay. Sure. All right. Thanks, man. The Rider Flex podcast features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviews. Our show can be heard just about anywhere these days, but you can visit riderflex.com and click on the podcast page to hear all the previous episodes and learn more about the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Contact us at the email address info at riderflex.com or 888-964-5876. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoy our show, please be sure to subscribe to our channel and like the episodes.